Welcome to the IVC podcast, The XCast, where we help brands navigate audience engagement in times of change. I'm Lynn Kafka, and I'm a part of the client services team at Envision Communications, a full-service audience engagement agency where we move people to action through connected experiences and integrated marketing solutions. We're here today to talk about the return to live events after roughly two-ish years of seeing primarily virtual programs. With me today is Delina Ventura. Delina leads special events and recognition for Amway North America. Welcome, Delina. We're delighted to have you, and it's great to see you. Thank you so much, Lynn, and thank you so much for the opportunity. Wonderful. Well, let's get started. Delina, can you begin by introducing yourself and telling us a little bit, um, for those who might not be familiar, a little bit about the Amway organization? Absolutely. Um, so as you said, my name is Delaina Ventura, and I lead um, this events and recognition team for Amway North America, which is the United States, Canada, and the Dominican Republic. Um, Amway, for those of you who don't know, is a leading direct selling company. We manufacture and distribute nutrition, beauty, personal care, and home care products, which then are exclusively sold through independent business owners, or as we like to call them, IBOs. Great. And Envision has been lucky enough to work with Amway for the past decade or so. And you have a really unique audience in your IBOs and really unique events. Can you expand a little bit about your audience and the events that that you um, are in charge of? Oh, for sure. Um, Our IBOs um, dedicate themselves to building teams and selling to customers and then Based on their business results, then they qualify for bonuses, you know, incentives, and then event experiences, which is where I come in, where me and my team come in to create, you know, those really exciting um, reward trips for them. Um, They're a highly engaged group of people. um, So we strive to create motivating, informational, and just really exciting um, experiences for them, always keeping that first class treatment as a top priority. And, you know, they love being part of a community of highly successful business owners. So we, you know, we, we want to also create fun recognition moments that they can also take and use back with their teams to motivate them to reach, you know, levels in, in their organizations as well. Fantastic. And obviously you have a tremendous amount of experience and success in doing that over the years. Mm-hmm. But like many brands, you were forced to utilize virtual events throughout 2020 and much of 2021, uh, but found the strong need to return to live events towards the end of 2021. Talk to me about what went into those conversations and those decisions to, um, as you were one of the first brands to really return to a large event towards the end of of last year. Mm -hmm. Well, it wasn't easy. I can tell you that. It wasn't an easy decision, right? We had so much going on with COVID. but. Our business is fundamentally based on relationships and people connections. So it is important for us to to help IBOs celebrate their accomplishments with their peer group and to give them an opportunity to interact and learn from from each other and and to interact with the company and its leaders um, to not only discuss what's happening right now, but also help shape the future of the business, right? Um, They also love um, hands-on opportunities to, to try our products and things like that. So we know that's important to them. So that's what was top of mind as we navigated when was the appropriate time and how to go about going to back to live events. Um, so, you know, I am very fortunate to work with a great, wonderful group of people who are extremely passionate and just take great pride in what they do. 
So over the last couple of years, I mean, you can imagine, right? They're not able to do that in the same manner that they did before. It was challenging, but they rallied around each other and they really just tackled those challenges head on, right? So it took a lot of creative solutioning. It took a lot of research, a lot of training, um, just because we we needed to understand how to navigate events in a pandemic world, right? And it's different than what you're used to. Um, teamwork, right? And a lot of just open communication, not only with each other, with our leadership team, but also with with our IDOs to really understand what they needed, how how they wanted to be rewarded, what kind of experiences they were looking for, and their comfort level through all this, right? So we we got a lot into that, and then. Um, as we were planning for the event, we just kept our number one priority top of mind, you know, and that was safety, not only for our employees, but also for our IDOs. So every decision that we made in, during the planning process revolved around that. It was through those lenses. How do we uphold that commitment to safety? And, you know, at the end of the day, we 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 feel that where we landed was the best option for where our audience comfort level was and what, you know, we needed to do to make sure that we were meeting those goals. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And Delana, you mentioned kind of where you landed. And while this was a, a large live event, it also had a virtual component to it. Can you expand on that and how you arrived at the event format that you executed? Absolutely. Um, so we essentially did two events in one. We did two tracks, right? We did a virtual only track and then we did a hybrid um, approach, right? So one of the things that we 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 knew is that from a business content standpoint, like state of the business changes and just information, we could provide to all of, to all of the attendees in in one you know in at one time through a virtual business meeting. So we we did that um, pre the in person component of the event a couple of weeks before. Um, so every attendee, whether they were coming on site or they were virtual only, was able to view that business meeting at, at one time. Then we offered the in person experience in Orlando. Um, and people could sign up for that. And during that experience, we did like a expo, we did uh, activities and celebrations and, and so on. Um, and then post event, we did our virtual recognition celebration for all attendees. So um, for the virtual only, they also had the option to be able to go on a virtual expo. So it's not like they missed out, you know, on all the resources and tools and information that we were providing on site. They were able to get all of that through the virtual experience. and then. Also, um, they had opportunities to share a lot of the content with their teams, which is something that we always want to make sure they're able to do. Absolutely. And I know that's a big part of uh, your Mm -hmm. content sharing at your events. Uh, One thing our leaders might be interested in, and you mentioned earlier, was to the extent that you engaged your IBO audience as you were making these decisions along the way. Can you talk to us about how you went about engaging them? Was through the use of any surveys, conversations? How was how was that handled? So a little bit of both. Um, we did a few surveys throughout the planning process um, because we wanted to understand right where people were at from a comfort level standpoint. Um, one participating in a live event, being on a plane sleeping at a hotel. I mean, you know, the last couple of years just have been really different for people and and their comfort level varies, right? Um, I may be okay being in a ballroom, but I'm not okay being on a plane, right? So we really wanted to gauge where everybody was. We did that a a few times throughout the year because obviously as COVID changed, also people's comfort level changed. So, um, and we saw that. Um, We also have um, partnered really heavily with some of the field IBO leaders. 
Um, and, and essentially, we wanted to hear from them. What are they hearing from their teams, right? Um, what are the questions that they have? Um, and, and also provide us with an opportunity to ask for feedback on some of the approaches we were taking during the planning process to make sure we were like, you know, on the same wavelength. Like, is this the right thing for us to do? How would it land on them? So we, we stayed really connected with them. And, and honestly, we, we feel that we arrived again where the majority of the people felt really comfortable um, participating in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was always really impressed with how much you brought that audience perspective and how fluid you and your team were able to be in terms of uh, really hearing that response and incorporating that into the decisions. Um, one thing that we've observed with your audience is that you've used an event app over the past couple of years. How did that aid in the planning of the event in a COVID environment? Yeah, I mean, we we have been leveraging the app for a few years, like you said, and we've had really good adoption rate. But last year, it was like, oh, this is the right tool to use for, you know, limiting that exposure when it comes to COVID. We we had a lot of really strong COVID protocols. And one of the things that we got into was like, oh, are we going to go paperless with this event? Do we want people to hand out paper to people? And we said no. So thankfully, we had the app that already that we had already started doing and in, in using. And we just said, this is the tool and we're just going to go with it and, and really maximize how we're using it going forward. Um, and during that event, we, you know, I, I think we had the highest adoption rate that we've had in the last few years. And, you know, we also use different, different digital tools. It, it wasn't just the app. We use like QR codes for gamification and in creating like interactive experiences during the expo. So we really try to leverage what we could from a digital format, right, on site to create experiences, to maximize, you know, their, the shareability opportunities for them and their teams, but also to keep safety again at the forefront of what we do. So yeah, the app was instrumental in making sure that that was one additional thing, right. In, in our safety protocols that we, that we could do well. Sure. And it sounds like it was a win-win for you from a COVID mm-hmm. safety perspective and also moving your audience along in their digital journey and allowing you to. Uh, Absolutely. That's something that we're going to continue to just leverage, right? Because I'm not going to go back to, to <laughs> providing paper if if people um, embrace the app and and we can customize it. You guys have created a you know a, a great way to help us with that. Like you know whether there's notifications, whether it's things that you know we can we can say oh these schedules for this specific participant, things like that that we in the past maybe didn't do, but now that we're going that that route, we can continue to enhance upon and and just make sure that we're doing it really well for the, for the attendees. Absolutely. And you mentioned, Dylan, earlier that you essentially planned two events, right? With the live event track, as well as the, the virtual component. Can you talk to us about where things landed? How many attendees did you see take advantage of either track? Any feedback that you received from your audience? Yeah, absolutely. We actually had record attendance for our in-person component. We had the largest event we've had um, so far. Uh, at least in the last recent history, 10 years or so. Um, so we had over 4,000 IBOs in attendance at the in-person part, and then around 600 virtual only. So, I mean, people are ready, Lynn, to get back together and to celebrate. I think it helped, too, that the event was later in the later part of the year. So by then, like some of the COVID, you know, um, things and, and hesitations that people sensitivities were maybe not as heightened as they were at the beginning of the year. And, and I think that, you know, with all the protocols that we took as well, people felt really comfortable coming to, to the event. I mean, we went as far as 
having a clinic on site, you know, where people could go and, and get tested if they needed to, or to get to provide testing for people who needed it to go back home to the Dominican Republic or to Canada. Um, I mean, we partner with that clinic and those medical, the medical team for the entire planning process, just to make sure, right. That we were really following through on, on that safety commitment. Um, we were fortunate enough as well that the hotel that we partnered with for this event had really strong COVID protocols. So it's just, you know, by the time the event came to life, like we had enough out there and communicated enough with the attendees that they felt really comfortable that if they participated, they were going to be, you know, it was going to be in a safe manner. Sounds like communication was really key to mm -hmm. your success. It was. Really uh, wow, it's been a whirlwind couple of years. So let's pivot to the future. Are there any learnings or changes that you see in executing um, kind of ret a return to a normal event cadence uh, in terms of your planning process? Absolutely. I mean, how could you not, right? After the last couple of years, um, you know, we we got really good satisfaction scores. I'm not going to lie. Like last year, you know, if you we do a post-event survey, our score was 93% for overall satisfaction. That's pretty good, right? But that doesn't mean we can't enhance upon and improve things, right? So while they were happy with being back together and being just really grateful of how we did things last year, there was a lot of learnings for us, um, you know. The, the biggest one is um, understanding that our, our recognition celebrations, while we did such a great job with them in a virtual format, it just it's not as impactful as, as it is in a, as it is in an in-person format. So you know, as I said earlier, our IBOs want to feel part of, that, of the community and they want to celebrate and rally around each other's accomplishments. And we found that the best way to do that is in person, right? Um, it just doesn't, nothing can compare to that, you know, personal touch and, and those human connections that we're able to create during those times. We also learned that, um, you know, the hybrid format has worked really well. We can get information out to, to people all at once. They all hear it at the same time, right? Um, for, when it comes to like the business content and like, the state of the business and changes and, and whatnot, um, new product information. And then while they're on site with us, then they can have more effective discussions, right, with our staff. So that's something that we're going to continue to, to um, incorporate into our events going forward, just so we can get them all the information they need up front. While they're with us, we can have really meaningful conversations, but then celebrate them, right, in person. Um, another learning was, you know, that continuous use of the digital tools, something that we've been dabbling in and we just got to keep moving on and, and, and continue to do that um, just because it was so well received and it was so efficient for us to an effective, like we, we got what we needed out of it, but now it's like, okay, how do we take it up a notch and continue to enhance those integrated, you know, like virtual and digital experiences, even though we're at an in-person event. So I know that your team and I will <laughs> connect and we'll make sure to partner on that and look for, for great ways to not only leverage those, but also enhance upon our recognition celebrations, just because, you know, we can't just go back to doing things how we did it pre-COVID. We learned a lot through this process and we got to make sure that we're leveraging what we know works, but also the learnings and then coming up with something completely new to, to really reward and celebrate our, our attendees. I love all of that, Dylan, and I've really appreciated that in conversations with your team that there really wasn't just a desire to quote unquote go back to normal, uh, but that you really did want to push the envelope and apply those learnings that we've had over the last couple of years 
so that we can now bring the best of both worlds to your mm-hmm. attendees and ultimately elevate the events that that we're bringing to them. Um, so that's all fantastic. Okay. Uh, I think any just any advice as we wrap up for brands that might be just starting to look at what their own live events will look like in the future. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, I think is understanding your audience, right? Like we know our IBOs really, really well. We have such a great partnership with them and we always keep those lines of communication open so we can really gauge how they're feeling about certain things. And, you know, what if what we're planning, it's, it's what they will like to receive or, um, or things like that. So what, that's one, understanding them and, and really keeping the lines of communication open with, with your, with the audience. And two is making decisions too, based on what is your overall goal, right? Like, what are you trying to accomplish at the end of this is if it's a safe event, make decisions around safety, right? If, if it's creating memorable experiences, then how do you do that in a safe way? And really finding strong partners. Like we were very fortunate that we work with you guys and, and other really strong partners through this process and who could be a good thought partner too, not just like carry, you know, like executing on site, but also like, Hey, this is a challenge. Like, help us out, like, let's brainstorm and let's do a lot of creative solutioning to come up with the best way to really do what we need to and, and make sure that our audience walks away with a great, memorable and exciting moments, right, that we created at this event. So that's that's it. Like, make sure that you know who, you, who you're trying to solve, you know, to, to who your attendee is, keep lines of communication open and really strong partnerships across the board. That's fantastic advice. And Thank you, Delana. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for all of the great insights that you shared today. Thanks for all of our listeners for tuning in and be sure to join us for the next installment of the IBC podcast. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.